The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Melodramatic Teen Universe. Thank you for joining us. As you know, maybe don't know, maybe it's your first time, who knows? The show gives you all the hottest and most salacious takes from all your favorite shows that came out truly decades ago. Because why not? And this is the time where we can just be really intense and critical and investigative and just fucking go for it. Because why not? And I like to say fuck in my intro so that my guests know they can say fuck and that this is a safe space. So I am your host, Emily Duke. Today... We have an incredible topic. I'm not I'm not even gonna spoil it. Well, it's in the title, but you know what? Let's just I'm not I'm not gonna say anything yet. I'm gonna introduce our incredible guests. I am so excited to have them. They actually, hot take, are the hosts of the incredible podcast We Stand Together, which I was a guest on, and they truly, I hate to say this, shamed me in a lot of my teen drama knowledge. I had like these are true. <laughs> experts in the field and I was reticent to bring them on because of my own internalized shame about my dominion over the subject matter but I've swallowed my pride and I've brought them here and I'm so excited for you all to meet them please welcome well I don't know are you like secretly clapping into your iPhone I hope so okay everybody at home clap please welcome the hosts of We Stand Together Caitlin Bitsagai and Lauren Brickman hello how are you I'm doing okay. God, that was that was a lot of information I just shared. I wasn't sure if I was going to tell them about my episode of We Stand because I truly couldn't remember the name of Worthington College, which makes me want to self-immolate as somebody who just finished a rewatch. <laughs> we all have our days that make us reconcile with the fact that like, we are lifelong learners, right? Yes. So true. And our quizzes are very hard on our show. I would say most people get like one out of five or so. <laughs> You know who ruined it was Jeff Hiller. We thought we made a super hard Broadway quiz for him and then he got them all right. So we were like, oh, I guess we'll just do this every time. But only Jeff Hiller rules supreme. So I blame Jeff Hiller. Absolutely. That's that's who I should cyberbully. I'm going to start a cyberbullying attack. Okay, great. What was his hardest Broadway question? What was an easy Broadway? I just, I'm curious. I want to try and get it. Well, I just remember when we got to Spitfire Grill, the musical, he knew the answer so fast. And I was like, (laughs) he knew it. Spitfire? Doesn't that mean fast? Right? Immediately, almost. (laughs) And like, because we were playing songs from musicals that like were either like off Broadway or like B-sides from musicals and like. Very short-lived musicals. Like Spider-Man After Dark style or like Venice? Like what are we thinking? Yes, but more obscure. I didn't even know them. Lauren came up with most of it. And I think it was Jeff's tone too that he was like, ah, Spitfire Grill. It's like, okay, sorry we bothered you. (laughs) You're just. There was no hesitation. Not a single answer had hesitation. And since then, we've just made the games too hard. (laughs) Great. Cool, 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 cool. Well, I will say it haunts me to this day that I did not remember the name of Worthington College. I will never make that mistake again. That is so appalling to me as somebody who just rewatched all those seasons. Well, it's also such a great clothing line at JCPenney. Oh, God. I got a lot of the sweaters. They shred on the arms, but I'm into that. That's a look. It's a very Jenny Humphrey look, TBH, but like 
it's a it's definitely a mood like i'm definitely i'm into it all right before we get started what we like to do here for any of you listening at home that have not been with us before welcome we like to start off by asking our guests who in the melodramatic teen universe oeuvre area arena our guests identify with spiritually cosmically emotionally physically just anything did you have a lucas scott that broke your heart did you have a drinking problem like (laughs) i don't know like just who do you identify with where does your teen angst originate from either at the time or now or today or in a former life whatever so lauren is nodding the most aggressively so we're gonna start there because i feel like she's got some strong opinions so lauren hit me I mean, listen, I've dedicated to my my life really to melodramatic teen studies. Mm. So I I feel a kinship with with most there's it's easier to ask me what shows do I not feel connected to because that list is much shorter. Got it. If I'm being truly honest with myself, and I don't think this is like what most people in my life would say for me, but I think truly in my heart, the teen icon who I feel the most like kinship with is Felicity. Wow. Okay. I wasn't going to say that for you, but I like it. Well, I feel like this question, and I don't think I've ever phrased it this way, but as you were saying it, this question to me is really, who is the teen where no matter what horrifying bullshit they do, because they all are going to do yes. horrifying bullshit, would you defend it and forgive it? And Felicity gotcha. does a lot of really shitty like felicity is annoying as shit so if you still like felicity that's your girl i don't know if i would defend her but i do think that she lives inside of me and that it's not (laughs) she's like a tiny little man (laughs) living in my gallbladder i don't know that i would necessarily choose my college based on a man but like i would make (laughs) green decisions based on something as like you know romantic like i have there's there's an inner romantic in me that's like yeah I also feel like Felicity was kind of the original, like, we have it with, like, Jane the Virgin, and you had it in, like, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, like, kind of like these girls that are, like, cool romantics, like, where it's, like, not pathetic, like, they really, like, own it, and it's, like, a personality choice. I just love how awkward she is, I love that she's the, she gives me that Rory Gilmore A-type, but, like, it's a lot more chaotic. Yeah, she is definitely a chaotic Rory Gilmore, although Rory Gilmore is a sociopath, but we have many episodes to talk about my issues with Rory Gilmore. <laughs> go go to the bank. <laughs> Some of them just might be Alexis Bledel. I think her delivery is kind of like a machine gun of just like that, 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 that. Well, okay. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so I might be ruining this reference, but I feel like she's the queen of the White Walkers. I don't know. I quit the show. She scares me. She's scared. I'm just saying she scares me. She excites me. I feel like she's undead, possibly. Ever heard Amy Sherman Palladino talk about the casting session? No. Basically said, I wanted to hire Alexis because I felt like Alexis hated me. Is basically Amy oh. Sherman Palladino is just like a sub. Well, I once auditioned for one of her shows, so I feel good about that then that I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, you're just like too kind. <laughs> And apparently Alexis like had a cold and didn't feel well and was like a teenager and like didn't really want to go to this audition because she didn't feel good and brought that energy of like, I don't really need this job into the room. And Amy's like, yeah, I want that girl that's like not thirsty at all. 
that like would make sense for a lot of characters for me but for Rory that seems way off <laughs> I, I don't remember where I read this but I remember reading it in some article and I was like dead ass I was like Amy wants doesn't want her like mm-hmm. just because she is a fucking bitch okay great I love I that. that stuff that's, so crazy that's perfect okay so you've got Felicity I know how to like so you've got a little chaos you've got a little chaos I've got that that I feel like lives inside me but I guess if there's one that I was gonna fight to the death for probably Brenda Walsh I would defend her against all others she would like truly do anything and you would be like that's fine I don't think I am Brenda Walsh but I would defend her to the end yeah I get that yeah yeah that's good okay all right Caitlin okay so mine a two-parter we love those here as we've said on the the pod that I, I am married to my high school boyfriend so we always say I'm Part of a reverse, yeah. a reverse Naley because I, I do identify as the dumb one proudly. So um. I am <laughs> more like James Lafferty. <laughs> Were you a misogynist and then it all got fixed like in a month after meeting a hot girl with a brain? <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> you were like I hate women and everyone well never mind <laughs> I gave him some candy and it was like this is easy and a and a bracelet and yeah. I can't and a Cracker Jacks box bracelet but I also I will say Loki have a 902101 which is a little weird which I kind of relate to Donna Martin yeah okay because it wasn't as precarious. dope I think Donna is hugely yeah. underrated it wasn't as precarious whether I'd graduate from high school or not but like that thing where she's like but it wasn't kind, not precarious she's kind of a part <laughs> of stuff but also like always like am I doing this right <laughs> like even at the prom where it's like you got too drunk she's like that's what we were supposed to do what and that's then, what like, prom is losers <laughs> and I feel like in every stage of life she like overdoes it slightly like even the virginity thing is like i thought we were all doing this <laughs> <laughs> okay all right cool so you'll defend donna martin but you feel like you're Haley, or you feel yeah. like you're james Lafferty. yes because i wouldn't i wouldn't defend Haley's choices as much yeah I and mean, all this stuff was going on tour <laughs> i'm just waiting for the day when somebody tells me that they're jenny humphrey so that i can fully There's like avenger style like project insight like wipe them off the face of the earth there's people That's out like, there that are i don't know if they would say it <laughs> i can't imagine you are reaching out to anyone dumb enough to admit it on air <laughs> Yeah, that's a good call. That's a really good call. All right. Well, let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about the trope. I would say it's a trope of just like the hot best friend in the pilot that's supposed to be kind of dumb and kind of slutty and then clearly becomes the fan favorite lead of yeah. the show very quickly like very quickly yes. it's like oh these blonde bitches suck we want to watch like the precocious loud one with mommy issues fall in love like that's what we there came we here for so of course the epitome of this trope in my eyes and you guys I'm open if you guys think there are more that we should add into the conversation to bringing those in are Brooke Davis Sophia Bush on One Tree mm-hmm. Hill Mm-hmm. and Summer Roberts on the OC, Rachel Bilson. Yeah. Before we even get into that and like the specifics of this trope and those characters, like do you two have a strong preference for one over the other? Like any initial thoughts? When I sent this, like this is the topic, were you like, I hate Rachel or I hate Summer and I love Brooke, vice versa, whatever. Because I'm pretty down the middle. I like both. I love Brooke. Love Brooke. Yeah. But I like both. And then do you guys feel like Blair fits this? I, I feel like she does and doesn't. 
I, she was such a lead initially, I feel she's like. Too, she's too intertwined in the initial plot to quite fit. The producers learned from Brooke and from yeah, her when they- I think you're right. They're the prototypes for Blair. Blair would never be there without Brooke and Summer. I think you're That's right. That's a very good call. Yeah, and I think- Blair is not sort of presented, doesn't have the same energy of like, I'm promiscuous and like kind of dumb. Like they're both like, I think Summer's first line is like Chino ill, like, or, yeah, or it's like, it is. Or maybe, no, because I think at the cotillion before they go to the party, she stole, she's like, look what I stole. Oh. And like Brooke might not even have a line in the pilot. You might be right, because I did recently watch and I couldn't believe how small the part was. Yeah, I think she doesn't have a line. And then I think the first, like, big thing we actually see her do is get naked in Lucas's car. Right. The character that's more similar to this is, like, Cordelia on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Interesting. Yeah, that would fit. Interesting. Cordelia doesn't really get, like, the big long-term plot line that we see with the other two. But, yeah, I think it's... It is similar. Slayer Fest 98, one of the best episodes <laughs> of all time. She's like a really integral part of Angel. So like, yeah. But I do, I I don't know. There's something specifically to me about the way that Brooke and Summer, I feel like are so yeah. hyper-sexualized so early. Like they're kind of mm-hmm. positioned as these like opposites of these like puritanical blonde girls, which like neither Peyton nor Marissa are. Like that's the other, like Peyton right. likes music and is depressed and Marissa like has a drug problem but like is a virgin like it's a false dichotomy it's like a false like madonna virgin situation that i right. never really felt like fully made sense in that paradigm totally you know the thing about these shows is on paper you can write whatever trope you want but as soon as you give a human being the role they're gonna start right. dimensionalize them and i think you know what i mean and it's like yeah. they like cast two vivacious women who are like fully realized and multidimensional and they brought that with them to these roles and like how can you not like how can you not fall in love with Rachel Lyson like she's so charming and everything it's like we were gonna love Summer no matter what I will say like they both did have like you know trajectories I will say for me, the big difference. Well, okay, let's do like a quick recap of each of their stories. Okay, sure. so let's start with Summer, if everybody's Great. amenable to that. Okay, so <laughs> Summer starts off as basically like the best friend of Marissa. She's a party girl. She's like super superficial. She loves to shop and like drink and like play with boy. I don't know, like whatever. She's just kind of shown to be like a good sounding board, a good friend of Marissa but there's not much deeper to that. And then we know she's the object of Seth Cohen's affection, which Mm -hmm, it seems mm -hmm. is based in truly nothing. Nothing. Like, have they had a conversation at that point? (laughs) Yeah, when I, I think the thing is, is like, when I rewatched it the last time, I was like, what is the origin story for Seth and Summer? And there truly isn't one. Like, there's no, like, in first grade, you were nice to me or anything. There's. I was specifically trying to remember if they knew each other from elementary school, because that seems like a thing that would, would go there if Seth is truly just like she's really hot and popular I'm gonna name my boat after her like that's trash like fuck that I think he like I, th- I mean like when you rewatch it I think it's like he created a story right like he was so in his own head that he fell in love with he like, felicity it he like created a story that he fell in love with but then it turned out that the real person was actually pretty cool too but that wasn't the person he fell in love with yeah right right That's very accurate. So yeah, so Seth is in love with Summer. They slowly but surely 
become close basically because of Marissa and Ryan sort of colliding at the same time. Like I, if Marissa and Ryan had not met, Seth and Summer never would have been together, obviously. Without our mm-hmm. Ryan catalyst, mm-hmm. none of the show would have happened. Except for probably Caleb's death. He was like pretty unhealthy. I think he would have died regardless. <laughs> Basically, she falls in love with Seth, and I would say most of her story is pretty aggressively colored by her relationship with Seth, which I feel like yeah. isn't necessarily the case for Brooke. Not at all, no. I don't How think so. How would you guys sort of describe Summer's, like, trajectory in her story? You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this. Was the OC either actually watched by more boys, or was it an attempt to get more boys to watch this type of show? Because I feel like you see so much of it through the eyes of Seth. And, and like, Sandy also. Yeah. yeah. And, which not that that has to appeal to a male audience, but it does feel like a little different than the other shows. Yeah. And it, it does feel like sometimes Summer takes on just a little bit of manic pixie dream girl in that like- Oh, for sure. She exists. Doesn't it like, help that now she's like fulfill. a folk singer, right? Or is that just Leighton Meester? <laughs> Rachel Bilson. Rachel Bilson is actually a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, like truly. <laughs> for Bill Hader for a while. and <laughs> Oh God, I did not know that. That's- that is something to think about. Okay. <laughs> that will or will not make it into my spank bank. I haven't decided. What were we talking about? We were talking about... OC is like a little bit more of a, like, a slightly more masculine energy than some of the it other... It is. Does. Well, I feel like also that pilot was going more for an adult audience. Like, True. I would say not even more male, but more adult. Like, I would say True. they were like, this is a good show that, like, parents will want to watch with their kids. And they well, were trying, was- they like used more like screenwriting formula. Like I've like mm-hmm. read about the OC pilot in script writing classes, which I feel like, right. even though the One Tree Hill pilot is, I think one of the best pilots in this universe. Yeah. It's incredibly well done. It could be a movie. It's amazing. I think you're right. Because I also think the OC was specifically like part of that weird wave of Orange County obsession obsession that also was like this was specifically like this is the new 90210 so it it was appealing to people that had already seen 90210 i feel like which is going to skew older also interestingly i feel like the oc like the premise of the oc was not the high school and i feel like by the mere fact that one channel is about the basketball team it's like this is a show about a fucking high school like that's 100 what's happening here whereas the oc it was like the story of that is like this public defender adopts a kid from the wrong side of the tracks and like it's a it's more of a family at least in the beginning it's yeah like the family unit you're right again much more like 90210 pilot where it's about this family that's moving to beverly hills but then they quickly got rid of the family and focus yeah one tree hill is also like a good amount soapier from the get because like again like the OC pilot, like, is, like, a pretty realistic premise. A public defender adopts a kid from the wrong side of the tracks and brings him to his beautiful house. Like, yeah, it's a it's a crazy thing, but it's something I could read. Whereas, like, father of two boys, one of whom he's abandoned, who's three months older, compete for the head spot at the same basketball team, but they've never met. <laughs> like, right. It's a lot to take in as They're far as three like buying into that premise. And seem to have gone to every grade together, but they've never really spoken much. <laughs> yeah, and like truly have the same father in a small town. Like, why would this father go back to that town? Ta- like, I can't. Like, there's so much wrong with that. And Keith Scott is like there too, and he is more friends with Lucas, but seems to have some sort of relationship with Dan. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the whole Lucas's uncle, like paternal uncle, is like his father figure 
also yeah. like it's all just very soapy in a way that I feel like the OC got there but yeah. they didn't start there oh yeah yeah I agree a little bit more family drama in that in that pilot for sure yeah a little more brothers and sisters what do you think are like the big summer moments that jump out at you as far as like her evolution I think for me I'll start off just like give us a big one is when she tells Seth she's a virgin yeah right that's like the moment when it's like oh you're not who we thought you were including who Seth thought you were like this whole thing is like she's basically been running around acting like she has this big sexual prowess and before her and Seth have sex well she doesn't tell him they have sex and then afterwards she tells him I was a virgin because it was terrible. And Sandy Cohen has now taught Seth about foreplay <laughs> and he's like <laughs> blowing in her ear. Oh God. Summer's like big moments. I can't like, they're all tied to other people. Is it all tied to Seth pretty much? Yeah. I was gonna say Marissa's death, but that's like, yeah, everything's like tied to someone else. Like it's all about Seth or Marissa. Like there's nothing you don't really get to know Summer really outside of those people. A little bit with her choosing a different college than Seth. Yeah, I was going to say Brown. Brown, yeah. Because Seth doesn't get into Brown. I believe so. But then they get married like shortly thereafter. They do end up together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like season four where she really, end of season three, beginning of season four is when I really remember her getting anything that's like her own truly. Well, I also feel like both of them played the... And I think part of them sort of feeding off of other characters because Brooke really doesn't get her own storylines until way later also. We have to remember that the OC had four seasons and Brooke did not have her own storylines in four seasons. Like that shit started season five, six, seven. Yeah, her friendship with Rachel was kind of like her her like independence. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's very true. But I was going to say, so they both played sort of the role, which I actually love specifically because they're women, of the comedic relief. Like totally. they both were the funny one of yes. their group of friends even if they weren't like intentionally being funny like all the laugh lines belong to them in the group scenes yeah that's totally true i would also say something that brooke gets that summer doesn't get is brooke gets er pretty early on she gets a friendship with mouth right that too well I so yeah so let's talk about brooke and her whole etymology lauren why don't you tell me tell me about brooke's story and how she befriends mouth I wait. I don't actually remember the exact reason that they became friends. What was well, Math was in love with her and smashed up her car when he was drunk. I remember that, but I don't remember when Brooke actually started. What they she bought him at the boy auction. That's right. Oh, I don't remember. But they met at the river court. Obviously. Oh yeah, they'd met before, but they spent the whole like day together at that boy auction. They went to a strip club, which makes. <laughs> You know, so okay, much so sense. for those of you that haven't seen One Tree Hill, Mouth is like nerdy, nice guy who wants to be a sports announcer. Exactly. Um, who hangs out with all the hot popular people for reasons, yes. but they're like, he's a loser. And it's like, okay, well, clearly not. <laughs> like all of his like he's not a loser. <laughs> like right. just because he like isn't as attractive doesn't mean he's a loser. Like he's still firmly in this group of friends. Like that's how yes. clicks work. But yeah, he is super nerdy and then he falls in love with Brooke in a very Seth and Summer type way, but Brooke True. is like not fucking having it, <laughs> like truly not at all. And yeah, but Brooke like is kind to him and they become besties. Yeah. Right. And then he ends up marrying her assistant because she becomes obviously a very successful fashion designer and Summer becomes a animal rights activist. <laughs> 
you're absolutely right though to point out that like part of it the part of the joy of Brooke Davis is that we got to live with her for nine years we got nine seasons because she so she really got to go on a journey even though she started off small in season one by season nine she was the star of the show oh easily she was the star of the show I would argue and Peyton was even still there I would say she was the star of the show as soon as Julian was in the picture she's the star yeah but I think earlier she was as well I agree that she was definitely the star, but you know they didn't bump her to one on the call sheet. And it's hard to move those things. Those are complicated, especially when you've got CMM in the in the playing field. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's yeah. just complicated. He's um, coming off of a Cinderella story. Like you can't can't bump you can't that. touch that heat. But Brooke starts off as this like the best friend who over time we get to watch her like grow into herself and like she like constantly figuring out for herself that she is more capable than even she realizes and she like starts businesses and clubs and she adopts a, a wayward child at one point. like I truly adopt okay brooke davis adopts a 15 year old girl who tried to steal from her very successful fashion line which has a store in north carolina her mom's pissed about it but at the end of the day this is a multi-million dollar fashion conglomerate and she's like i'm gonna open up a brick and mortar store in trio north carolina because i love my friends and then she opens the store and then a 15 year old homeless girl steals a bunch of shit from her and brooke adopts her and brooke is what 20 she's like 24 but i mean yeah (laughs) what it's one of my favorite crazy plot lines that a early 20 single woman was able to adopt a full-blown teenager and then seemingly just let her go. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, truly. They were like, go on. And like, what was it? The teenager like met a dude and was like, we're going to drive across the country, but he doesn't hit me. And Brooke's like, go with God. <laughs> her birth mom comes back in the picture. Oh, Really? Yeah, the birth mom shows back up and she she gets all emotional because she's like, you made me feel safe, but it's my mom. And it's like, yeah, that whole... Uh, like, I'm moms never going to One Tree Hill is rough. Yeah. Motherhood in One Tree Hill is a very complicated <laughs> issue, for sure. Uh, you know what I think my instinct was to add Blair, now that we've talked about both Summer and Brooke, is that Summer and Brooke, to me, both, like, tell you early on what the world is like mm. that Marissa and Peyton inhabit. And I think... Blair does that too for Serena. Yeah, they like they're, ground they're, their blonde counterparts. They're just world building. Like, like you can assume this person is the most popular or this is a representative person. So now you know about the world. And I think probably because they have to do that much work on the show is partly why they're so endearing. Because it's like, if I'm watching Gossip Girl, let's see the bitch. <laughs> see yeah, the for sure. Well, also you're like, we can't trust fucking a word out of Peyton Sawyer's mouth. <laughs> so like, it's like, I'm not, Peyton Sawyer is not going to tell me what the fuck is happening. Like, and the, right. all three shows have in common is that with Marissa, Peyton and Serena, you have three seemingly perfect, happy girls next door who in secret are like tormented and hating their position. And they like secretly hate the society that they're a part of and the social climbing whereas their counterparts like are like i'm in the game i see the game yeah. i'm not the game i am the game yeah i'm totally. gonna get naked in lucas's car yeah that like yin and yang of like i hate this community we're in versus the i want to control the community we're in is very much the same in all three of those relationships right that's a very good point so okay i feel like we have a pretty good base of like who brooke is who summer is let's get into just like some comparisons here who of the two were in real life 
Okay. They all exist. We're all in high school. Oh, thank God. We're all there. We're all there. Which one of them would you rather have as a friend? Brooke. Really? Think about it. Why Brooke? I think I'd just have a little bit more fun with her. You think you'd have more fun? I see. I would say, I feel like she's like probably a, I think they're both very good friends. You don't really see either of them doing anything that fucked up. You see Brooke like oblige very strictly to the girl code and like rip Peyton a new asshole. Whereas you never see Summer and Marissa fight like truly ever. And like Peyton and Brooke had a really toxic relationship, but that's just because Peyton's a fucking bitch. I feel like I would have a lot more fun with Summer. But I think that also might be because I feel like I'd have more fun with Seth than Julian. Right. I would like to hang out with Seth. (laughs) We all want to hang out with Seth. The fact that Summer can have a sustainable relationship with Seth means that even if she's not interested, she'll like tolerate other interests and things. Yeah. I'm just trying to think like, like what I'm like, we are, we're meeting Brooke. Like Brooke, if if I want a high school friend, I think I'd choose Brooke. Like I'm in high school if I'm from Tree Hill, but almost to Emily's point earlier, like if I think I make Brooke as an adult, I'm like, why did you, you have a boutique in Tree Hill? You're a weirdo. (laughs) You're like truly the weirdest. Although to be fair, like, okay, high school versions, we've got Summer who's like, not a tr- okay who is summer in high school she's like superficial she was raised by a single dad she's like money obsessed she's kind of bitchy she's mainly bitchy to poor people from what we can tell great. that's like her main we don't see her like fat shame anybody we just see her call people poor <laughs> that's like her primary weapon and she like drinks and parties and has fun and is like pretty funny and like cool Brooke in high school is kind of set up initially as like an active bitch yes it's true You're supposed to think she's that, but like pretty quickly, I feel like it's, you get the sense that like, she's not necessarily a bitch because she's mean. She's a bitch because that's what you call women who get shit done and stand up for themselves. She's super, like think about, she like bullies people though. She like bullies like other cheerleaders. Bevan. Bevan. She bullies Bevan. Although who wouldn't? (laughs) Back on Brooke with rose colored glasses. And I'm just thinking of all the night, like the times that she like, did nice things but oftentimes that's because she was making up for having done oh yes I will say I enjoy that Brooke is very sexually liberated and Brooks herself lest we forget that brooking yourself was a full-on euphemism for masturbating throughout One Tree Hill canon which is just you gotta love it yeah brooking yourself and she's like fuck yeah I I was brooking myself like what do you want to do and I'm like that's you're amazing (laughs) okay so in high school those are the two I think I'm gonna go with summer I think in high school I'd rather be friends with summer I don't think I, to me, truth be told, as much as I love these characters in these shows, I don't want to be friends with either of them, I don't think. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, Seth. I want to hang out with Seth in the, in the OC, and over in One Tree Hill, I'm probably hanging out at Karen's Cafe. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that, I will vouch for, I think Lauren would be friends with Karen. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so you'd be <laughs> Haley, so you're actually Haley. <laughs> It could be. And I am. So Caitlin is. I'm Nathan. Caitlin actually, is Nathan and Lauren is Haley. Actually correct. Actually, that's very correct. <laughs> Perfect. I would be friends with the guy that they initially have to like kick out of the team, which is why Lucas joins. Oh, well, no, they kick out like half the team because they got drunk and stole a school bus. Well, it happens. Yeah. Just like sometimes boys get rowdy. You know what I mean? Also, is it Bevan that Lu- that Nathan hooks up with on the bus? I always wondered who's that bitch that like kisses him when he's driving the bus. Uh, I'm not sure that it is. I feel like I want to meet her. That's the spinoff I want. It's just what the fuck was her like? 
Bevan is fa- a fascinating character that like upon a rewatch, I'm like, she was around so much more than I ever realized. Oh yeah, well, she like, has for the- those of you at home that have not seen One Tree Hill, Bevan is truly like, I mean, I think Bevan picked up the flag from what they originally wanted Brooke to function as. You are correct. Yes, that is right. Bevan is just like, truly doesn't have any thoughts, opinions, really, but like throws in some coloring occasionally and she gets slut shamed a lot. And then she's in a biracial relationship and everybody's really surprised when her parents are supportive of it. That's like the only memory I have of Bevan that's like at all real is that Bevan and her boyfriend, their parents meet each other. And it's like this black couple and this white couple. And you see them like, like older couples slowly walking towards each other. And then they're like, hey, let's all be friends. And we're all like, that's nice. (laughs) It's the aughts. Well, the other thing with her is that she notebooks skills. I truly Maybe. have no recollection. She shows that. him the movie, The Notebook, and he gets emotional and wants to hook up. It's like a oh. a role reversal, male, female. She kind of, she roofies him with the emotions of the movie, The Notebook. That is truly an evil genius. So I'd be friends with Bevan. That's well, like... I have taken a soul cycle class for real with Bevan in Manhattan. <laughs> Wait, yep. that's really good. What? How was it? How How did she perform? She's great. She has a big following. Yeah. Oh, really? At the, I think, Tribeca Soul Cycle. Oh, wait, she was the teacher. Yeah. Her name is Bevan. Oh, I thought you meant like she was like in a class with you. No. No, she's. Oh, because I had Suri from 30 Rock was in a flywheel class with me. And I was Ooh, like, that's this a good is one. so dope, but she was not the instructor. No, that's Bevan's thing. She's a, she's a, full she's plus- a fitness gal. Like, truly, like, is she actually Bevan? Because I feel like that's what Bevan is doing now. <laughs> I mean, Kind of. I mean, her name is Bevan, which is like very strange. It's like Angela from The Office. His name is Angela. <laughs> okay, so having to choose, Lauren, you're saying that you would go for Brooke in high school and as a, an adult, do you want an animal rights activist living in Providence or do you want a multi-million dollar fashion conglomerate for some reason in North Carolina? Although I guess she lost her business by now. <laughs> I guess I'll stick with Brooke. I have to stick with Summer for no other reason than Brooke wants children so badly at the age of 24 that I truly don't think we could ever have anything in common. That actually maybe swayed me to Summer. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, I I truly don't think that we're on the same path. I'd be like, I'm coming over with some wine. And she'd be like, I'm trying to get pregnant. And we'd be like 12. Like, I can't, like, it's not for me. we talk about both of these characters, the less I want to hang out with either one of them. Oh, no. (laughs) Caitlin, who are your, your... You seem like you're splitting the difference. I'm splitting because I can see both points. Something is leading me to Summer, which is weird because I prefer Brooke as a character, but that also maybe tracks. Brooke has a better character arc. It's probably better written because also, again, the show is on for a lot longer. We see her like actually develop, whereas I feel like Summer is like largely just Seth's plaything. Right. But she's a really fun plaything. Yeah. Okay. Who do we think in like the two of them are on Jeopardy together? Who's going to win? Oh, wow. I guess. I'm actually going to say Summer. I, yeah. I was going to say Summer. She knows more factoids. I think factoids are not a strength of Brooks. I also think it has something to do with just like, I bet you she retains every dumb fact Seth spews. I really, I'm just waiting for the category where Seth doesn't come up because it is like, I do just feel awful that I'm like, Summer like truly doesn't. Though I think Brooke would be great at the buzzer. So she'd get a lot of chances, but she might go to negative. I feel like if the two of them met, Brooke would bully Summer. 
Yes. Oh, yes. I feel like Brooke would eviscerate Summer. Like, I feel like it. Blair would obviously beat the shit out of both of them, but I feel like emotionally <laughs> it would be like Blair is the queen and then Brooke. Lauren? Take Blair over Brooke for sure. Oh, we'll all take Blair over everybody. Blair is, I literally just photoshopped a picture of her onto Mount Rushmore for our Instagram <laughs> yesterday. Like, Blair is clearly like Thank the you. true winner of all of these. That's why I'm like, I can't, like, it's just, you're playing we with don't royalty. Need to entertain Blair. Yeah, like, it's just truly the best. All right, so who do you think is a better romantic partner? This one's obviously going to have to do with Seth. Who's, like, better to their significant others? Like, who would you rather date? And not just because you're more attracted to them, but because you, like, think they would, make like, treat you well. That's hard. That one's pretty hard. Well, okay, let's let's go through the facts. Who are Brooke's main relationships? She has Lucas. Lucas and, and she's really good early on with Lucas, like, because he's in that accident. Yeah. That's sort of like they oh, bond she's incredible then. to Lucas. The only thing is that she's like clearly has no fucking awareness of how people are going to treat her. But like, that's that's fine for our purposes. She's fully supportive very quickly. I guess technically, would you count her and Nathan as having been a thing or no? no. They slept together like when Peyton and Nathan broke. They slept together before Lucas was even on the basketball team. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. But he's a, she's a great friend to Lucas, but no. I mean, to Nathan. Yeah. She is a very good friend to Nathan. She's a very good friend to Mouth or never romantic. Oh, who's the the uh, the teen clean? Stephen Coletti, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, okay. What was his name? Oh, my she God. She pretends to be uh, Chase. Is that his name? Chase, yes. Okay, so please just tell, tell everyone at home who the fuck is Chase. Well, Chase is a teen clean, meaning he's like Christian. No, he's a clean teen. Clean teen. Clean teen. <laughs> I like teen, teen clean. clean. Like the clean is the noun. <laughs> he's a teen clean. <laughs> and he's a and Christian a kid. Clean he's teen, like, it means you're Christian and don't fuck. Yeah. And actually, is he new to the school or she's just never noticed him before? <laughs> I think he's new. I'm trying to remember if I'm, I think I might be getting Chase confused with another character. Does Chase, Chase becomes the bartender eventually. I remember Chase in the later seasons, but in high school, does Chase have a sister? Or is that another uh, No, you're sure. thinking of the weird bully with the, the sister who comes out? Yes. Yeah, that's somebody else who was on it for like half a season in season two. And no. Chase is played by Stephen Coletti from Laguna Beach and from James Lafferty's Instagram still. <laughs> really? Oh, oh they're I'm, best friends. Oh, that's really, really important to know. Um, Chase actually, friends. Stephen Colletti did a great job acting as Chase. I thought he's good. I thought yeah. he was great. He's got chops. I remember the name of the character that it was. It was Felix. 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 Who's like kind of an a hole. Felix was like supposed yes. to be like, oh, Brooke did sleep with Felix. Yeah. Brooke slept with a lot of people, but didn't like date anybody. But she tried to impress the clean teen by pretending also to be a clean teen. But also the clean teen chase comes out and is like, well, I'm not really a clean teen, but like, I didn't know anybody. So he was like, I used to fuck and like, I would fuck again, but I didn't know anybody. That's like how the show is like, how are we going to get them to fuck? (laughs) Who's the teacher she, she fucks? Chavez, the teacher that she got with before she finds out he's her English teacher, which is- Wait, the- hold on, hold on. I fully forgot this. Wait, is that their senior year of high school? Yeah. She meets somebody online? So Rachel sets Brooke up through an online dating site where she pretends that Brooke is 23. And then she ends up meeting this guy, Nick, and they sleep together, I think on the first date. In the bar, right? Something like that. And then- yeah. 
weirdly similar to like Pretty Little Liars with like Ezra and also that character Chavez was on Pretty Little Liars sure was but it's very it's very PLL where they like meet hook up immediately and then <laughs> pretty quickly it's like oops that's me they hook up at the school either after they know that they are student teacher or on that date they they keep seeing each other yeah for- yeah like secretly it's you know because it's like a crime <laughs> insane how many teacher-student relationships have been on these tv shows like truly i feel like the petitions in like the early 2000s were like normalized teacher-student relationships <laughs> and it's like no like let's not like that's not what we're here for they even addressed that in friends a famously really not forward-thinking show where ross is like it's just frowned upon not like banned and then everyone's like no it's extremely banned you fucking idiot <laughs> at least it's a college professor and not a high school teacher totally, like, but... i feel like that is a pretty big difference <laughs> like bitch could just drop his class like if push really came to shove totally but just friends get so many things wrong i've been re-watching friends and it is i just re-watched that season one episode where monica finds out she's slept with a teenager and it's horrific there's so many moments where i'm just like <sighs> Oh my God. Yeah. And cause he's what 17. Cause she had told him, she says she's 21 and he says he's 20 and she's actually 26 and he's actually 17. Something like that. It seems, it was insane. And I was cringe. It was cringy. It was cringy. Yeah. That's really, that's a hard one to swallow. She's also in later seasons, really good with Owen and uh, Julian and truly who is Owen? I have no <laughs> Owen is the Joe, um, oh, what's his last name? Uh, uh, the guy from Magic Mike before he go, went left for going. Oh, Jam, Joe Mangiello, whatever. <laughs> Between him and Milo Ventimiglia, I can't <laughs> fucking do any of this. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, were, they dated pretty hot and heavy there for a minute. And he was sober and he was a bartender with Chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He was also like 20 years older than the rest of them. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird deal, but he, her baby fever scared him off. Right. Because he was like, I'm 30. I'm not trying to have a baby. And she was like, well, I'm 18 and I super am. Because <laughs> <laughs> I babysit Jamie, who's already eight. So <laughs> <laughs> truly my two of my three friends have a baby. <laughs> so I need a baby. <laughs> they are, I do buy it because they are in the Carolinas. And I do feel like this tracks for like having grown up in the South. I knew a Did lot. Did you of, grow up in the South? I grew up in Oklahoma and it was like not I knew lots of people that were like they needed those babies ASAP. Like this is not a this is not a foreign mentality to me. I grew up around this. Oh, this like truly horrifies me like to my core. <laughs> the fact that they're like it <laughs> she was allowed to adopt a child cuz that seems uh, crazy. Adopt a like a grown ass child, like a teenager. But it does track for me that a women that young would be that excited about starting their families. I knew I went to high school with a lot of girls like that. Well, more like weeping that she was infertile, but she's not. Also, is it ever explained that her infertility just, it's no longer an issue? <laughs> or is she just pregnant with triplets? It implies that they were doing some kind of in vitro, but that's never on the show. I don't really delve into it but it, it is implied but not really from what it's I, implied to me only because she had triplets and that's just like a big jump yeah i assume i don't know we didn't have a paris geller character to explain to us the science of it all <laughs> <laughs> okay of brook and summer which one would we want to pick up and put in another show 
Ooh. I would really like to see Brooke on Gossip Girl. I want to see Brooke and Blair. Yeah, that would be pretty amazing. That would be pretty dope. That would be. I have no interest in seeing Summer on Gossip Girl truly at all. You know, though, I'm <laughs> I'm watching this. Have either of you seen Get Even on Netflix? No, but I've been told I have to. It's so good. It's a new, for anyone who hasn't watched it, it's a new teen drama that takes place at a private school in like Britain. Uh, it's so good. And Do it's they all about have accents? All but one who's American. Well, okay. Can I tell you, I finished sex education recently and I was like, what am I going to do without these beautiful, beautiful accents in my hair? So this is good. This will solve that. Sex education is so good. Sex education is like the best show I've watched in quarantine besides Buffy, which I've seen 700 times. Sure, sure. So obsessed with, I've talked about this on our podcast, but like I fucking love nostalgia casting and I love taking like teen queens and, and dreams and plopping them in adult roles. I would love to see summer as like this like guidance counselor especially since she got into like animal rights and all this stuff and because this show is so like girls taking back their narrative and standing up for each other i would love to see summer as some sort of like mentor at this Ooh, that'd be cool okay i could get into that i will say so did you guys watch the perfectionist no i tried so hard so that one was hard for me i watched it which was quite difficult for those of you at home the perfectionist is the follow-up to pretty little liars oh like you had to be real in it to get through (laughs) like it was truly so it's different kids different murder different whatever happening on a like prestigious college campus the only relation to pretty little liars is that the original allison de laurentis the original murdered girl who is obviously alive Mm -hmm is a professor at this very like basically like Worthington College like it's truly like the most prestigious college in the country and like a 22 year old Allison De Laurentiis is an English professor (laughs) is working in the administration and she's why they brought Allison there in the first place yeah Mona also like runs she came to campus to like build cybersecurity for the college again at 22 years old and with a criminal record <laughs> yeah it's a it's a hard premise it's a hard one you have to have thought that the pretty little liars got their finale right which they didn't and i really liked it i'm like very much in the minority here i fucking love the pll finale i think it was unbelievably well done oh my god lauren looks so upset i like truly loved it i was like i feel satisfied it checked off enough of the boxes and they couldn't possibly check all of them because none of that show made any fucking sense (laughs) by the end like there was no way that they were going to have a conclusion that was going to like make it all make sense so I was totally fine with her ending it was it was hard for me so for those of you at home that haven't watched Pretty Little Liars again we're just going to spoil because like I guess just like fast forward but like come on the show came out a very long time ago I mean if you subscribe to the show come on Yeah, I, like, normally say I'm, like, I don't feel bad about spoiling it because these shows came out, like, over 20 years ago for most of the shows that we're talking about. This is a bit more recent, so I'll, like, I'll give a bit of a spoiler alert. Basically, Pretty Little Liars, it's a girl gets murdered. She didn't actually get murdered. The friends are getting bullied by, like, a random character, and it turns out that the bully is the long-lost twin of one of the main girls. That's, like, I would say the easiest way to describe the finale. (laughs) Who has an accent, a really bad Cockney accent, which makes it all worth it. It's just poorly executed, I think. But Troy Belisaro is so good in it. 
It's incredible. I I wish every day that she had gotten a spinoff star vehicle. And in some ways, I think of all the brunettes in the teen melodramatic, <laughs> she may be one of my very favorites. I love, I love Spencer. Spencer is Spencer Hastings is truly incredible. And also, I, lest we forget the Melissa Hastings, Spencer's sister is on One Tree Hill as Nanny Carey, who like tortures and oh, tries wow. to kill Dan Scott. Yeah. She's also on uh, Vampire Diaries. They're all on all of them. Like, it's also, my other favorite one is that fucking, what's his name? Kerr Smith, Jack McPhee from Dawson's Creek, plays the homophobic teacher on Riverdale. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> like, let's do this. I would like to see Brooke in anything that has, like, a fantasy element, like Buffy, just because, like, I think she would have so much trouble accepting it. <laughs> like, I think she would go to Sunnydale and be like, no, I'm the Slayer. <laughs> no, I, I'm it just I'm typically the slayer. So like I uh, like maybe you'll start as the slayer, but actually <laughs> the trope is that I will grow to become the slayer <laughs> once I reveal to everyone that I have a brain. <laughs> just feels like she couldn't accept this. I feel like she would also be a really good like harmony esque vampire. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. like I would love to see Brooke as like a love interest of Spike. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. Yeah, I would get real into that. Someone's hacked Lauren's fan fiction. <laughs> I do. I will say like, Brooke, I get that she evolves and she grows and she becomes like this great person and she like adopts homeless children and like has a fashion line and like divorces from her mother, whatever. But I do feel like I do prefer first half Brooke, like messy, I get you. bitchy, yeah, I feel jealous like I do Brooke. I don't love when she becomes this like magnanimous, like queen to tree hell. Sophia Bush, I feel like has a little bit of JLo syndrome where I think she got in the writer's room or got in their ear a little bit about like, I have to self-present as a perfect person. And like my flaws should be gotten over in 17 minutes. It's <laughs> just like, truly, I can't. But she was so much more likable when she was just like a messy bitch. Oh, I agree. But having heard a lot of interviews with Sophia Bush, I don't know if Sophia Bush agrees. Yeah, Sophia Bush is like not very messy. She's cringe. And I feel like Rachel Bilson truly couldn't have given less of a shit about the script of the OC. Was like, I learned my lines. I'm done. <laughs> I love her and I love her energy. And she's just so charming. Like Heart of Dixie. Yeah, I've seen every episode. That weird one where she also played a detective with Eddie Cibarat or whatever his Cibrian? name I truly have no idea what you're talking about. I also am saying truly a lot. What a fun new tick I've developed this podcast. <laughs> okay, where do we want to put Summer? Like, what show would Summer really thrive in? I mean, obviously, Buffy's an obvious one because we're talking Southern California, but I feel like I don't even know who she would... Like, she wouldn't be in the Scooby gang. She's too no. cool. So, what like... Season, like, four or five add Dawson's Creek. College like years, in Worthington, but I feel like she just she'd step on the toes of Audrey. I feel like she's the same character as Audrey in a lot of ways. I wouldn't have put them in stories together. I think she would have been so much more fun as like imagine her in the lead of Dawson's movie instead of whatever that woman was, Rachel Lee Cook. No, 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 not that one. Uh, the one that he has the affair with on set. Oh yeah, uh, dates her Natasha. Like, yes, the Natasha character. Like imagine summer in that role and how much more fun that role would have been and we wouldn't have like been searching but for in that world summer roberts like i'm saying summer roberts not rachel belson so like summer roberts gives up animal activism to become an actress yeah <laughs> uh yeah sold obviously <laughs> i feel like i could see summer i think summer would be fun in felicity i think if we sent her Ooh, to nyu that's fun. Yeah. i think she would really lighten up felicity which i think it kind of desperately needs 
You know, maybe this isn't quite melodramatic teen universe, but is it'd be funny to see her on Friday Night Lights because oh, I, FNL is up. It is officially MTU because, canon. Okay, great, great. Just because I feel like they have such a specific social structure there that I would love to see how and where she fits in. I feel like she'd just be best friends with Tara. I don't know. Maybe Lila though. Fuck Lila. <laughs> well, sure. But. Riggins would fall in love with her instead of Lila, which I would adore. Yes, I think you're right. I truly don't know who I'd rather date Riggins or Seth. And I think it's Seth, which is a very specific thing for me to say. They're very different characters. I've never compared them in any way, but I'd rather be with Seth. Probably couldn't be more different. They are definitely like two poles of the MTU hot dude spectrum. Here's something to just really throw a wrench in everyone's plans. What if Summer can get into Brown and she ended up having to go to college in Colorado and was on Everwood and cross paths with... Chris Pratt? Oh, I was going to say Ephraim. (laughs) She was there to put... Ephraim in this place. But. I hate few characters as much as I hate Ephraim from Everwood. I feel like I hate Ephraim more than I hate Jenny Humphrey, but oh, Jenny Humphrey wow. gets more uh, fan service when She's I talk around, shit about her. Yeah. She's around more. It's more of a recognizable shit talk, but Ephraim is truly the fucking worst. <laughs> Ephraim's like, but I play piano. And it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, just shut the fuck up, Ephraim. <laughs> I just feel like we don't talk about Everword enough as a society. And so I try to shoehorn it in somewhere. I think that's great. I would say I would rather see Brooke in Everwood. I would rather see Brooke in most of these shows is what I'm realizing. Summer really does just function in the OC, like very specifically. But I think, again, it's because it's impossible to divorce her from like the narratives. The people, yeah. Like the people around her. Honestly, do you know what it is? I think the world of the OC was just smaller than the world of One Tree Hill. Like we just got to see Brooke have more relationships than we got to see summer have and exist more like the OC family was just really tight and small and the stories were so intricately woven and like and on one tree it was just more sprawling so we just got to which is ironic because the premise of one literally the premise of the OC is like this guy brings a guy from outside of town in and the premise of one tree hill is literally like one man is everyone's dad Yes. Like, and there's only one tree hill. Like truly, it's like one dad, one sperm. Like a line that's said two times. That's it. It's so small, every person in town is on the show. Okay. Would you rather be a famous musician like on One Tree Hill or a fashion designer? Oh, wait, no. Fashion designer and famous musicians are One Tree Hill. Does anybody have a career <laughs> on the OC? They have the comic book for I don't know if that's really professional. No, that's pretty that's like another thing where it's like are you fucking kidding me i'm watching this when i'm 16 and like i'm supposed to be having like a comic book produced and like in like don't doesn't like fucking jj abrams read the comic or something i feel like you're right yeah like it's not spielberg because it's not dawson's creek but it's somebody like spielberg um yeah what else do they do on the oc or on the oc be a lawyer lawyer those are the adults yeah i guess we we don't see them as full-grown 24 year old get up you don't see them as 24-year-old mothers of sophomores <laughs> in high school. But again, Haley has like a very lucrative touring singing career and then like is a elementary school teacher like two years later. The way they bounce from highbrow to lowbrow in their professions is truly iconic. <laughs> really only outdone by The Affair, which is very much not in the MTU, though it does star Joshua Jackson. I have not watched The Affair. Should I? Hard question for me to answer because it, 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 <laughs> I enjoyed the ride, but it absolutely tortures you and probably is bad, but oh, great. <laughs> it's very soapy. 
Okay, perfect. I'm in. And it thinks it's not. That's that's the key that's thing. The difference. That's the great thing. I feel like the best MTU shows are all the ones with self-awareness. And I will say, I do feel like that's where Felicity misses the mark for me and Everwood. Yeah. There's like a poignant quality, like an attempted poignancy that I'm just kind of like. Yeah, Felicity has less of a sense of humor about itself. Come on. Yeah, Felicity, you know, it was a sign of the times. But like Dawson's Creek was around the same time and had a lot of self-awareness. Buffy was even earlier and had a fuck ton of self-awareness. I think it was just because like, think about like this style. I think it was just like, I don't know. To me, Felicity is them, is like in the world of like my so-called life, which is just like a different subgenre where it's like, it's not as interested in like, it doesn't think- It's emo. (laughs) It's emo. And it was influenced, I feel like by like, indie film like the first time that was like a category in yeah, it's like before lena dunham ruined it for all of us like yeah it's when we still liked like single white women <laughs> like being like but the lens is a little foggy <laughs> it's like <laughs> wow that's so deep <laughs> <laughs> carrie russell really got the best of those years wait lauren did you say something I don't... oh no i was just saying carrie yeah it was like the artsy alternative i don't know yeah it was yeah, like- it was the dashboard confessional of the WP. Completely. <laughs> All right, which one of the two would you want as a daughter? Wow. Wow. That's hard for us as, as female-identifying well, people. We're all too old. Like, we all have children, obviously, because you have children at 23. Yes. <laughs> you adopt 15-year-olds at 23. So which one would we have adopt, adopted seven years ago? <laughs> Here's the thing. Both Brooke and Summer have really toxic relationships with their with the female mom, mom figure yeah. well pretend, the mothers don't exist we just are like imagine that your daughter comes out and like is that i think brooke just because i'd like to go to the basketball games and stuff it'd be fun <laughs> so i'm picking my kid <laughs> i would rather have other moms in one tree hill than the other moms in the oc oh i'd way rather hang out with the moms in the oc oh my god you and your karen fetish i would be so <laughs> down to fucking hang out with julie cooper i would literally julie cooper and i would become the queens of orange county julie cooper scares the shit out of me i would be scared my ass wouldn't unclench that whole night oh my god i fuck (laughs) it i would have such a blast honestly i would hang out with deb Deb. i mean deb is the actually unstable one like deb is like truly fucking unstable she's julie cooper is just like kind of a crazy trashy bitch yeah I definitely want Summer. I just feel like Brooke would be like a lot. I feel like Summer has a lot more humility, which is something I'm really Truth. looking for in a daughter. Like I feel like Brooke would when you're Brooke adopting like, a 15 year old. No, and I'd be like, shut the fuck up, and she'd be like, I'm leaving. I blah blah blah, and I'd be like, whatever. And Summer would be like, no, and I'd be like, you're wrong, and she'd be like, okay, yeah. I think I just like the East Coast more than the West Coast. Ultimately, I think I'd rather, you know. Wow. Oh, no, I'm saying you adopt this child and you bring them to your current home. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you imagine Brooke Davis in my t- my tiny queen's apartment? Is <laughs> <laughs> She would bully you. Yeah, bully. I'd be sleeping on our very shitty couch and Brooke would take my room. Okay, the last question I have to ask, and I don't know why that just made me think of this, who was better dressed? Ooh, hard years, hard years in fashion. I guess I think Brooke. I guess Brooke, but I think I just really like the Tree Hill cheerleading uniform. Also, agreed. Like I, I just really like. I think it's like a very well done uniform. But I bet Brooke has more misses too. If we were to compile them, like because she took some bigger swings. She wore a lot of off the shoulder, like both Halter. shoulders off. Yeah. Where, 
what the fuck are those like the boat nets yeah but it's not a cold because a cold shoulder is like there's just cutouts this was like the whole thing is pulled down to reveal both shoulders all the time wearing that and it was like pink and sparkly i remember this (laughs) yeah i think brooke but i think it's uh, to me they're pretty evenly matched and you know if i'm if i'm going fishing for fashion inspiration these are not the ponds i'm looking in (laughs) yeah that's fair fishing for fashion well, I mean, would it be fair to say, I feel like if it were a head-to-head, we're all pretty team Brooke. Yeah. I enjoy Brooke Mortar. Sorry. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I support that. I think I, I, think I do, too. But yeah. I would hang out with Rachel Blilson than Sophia Bush, I think. Yes. I don't even know about that. I like truly, I, I imagine Rachel Bilson is high 100% of the time. That's just the energy that I get. Yeah, I think that's correct. Which I'm into, but like, I feel like Sophia Bush and I would have like a bit like closer energies. If Sophia Bush and I ever, and if we ever get to meet and cross paths, the collective like A type energy is going to set a fire off somewhere. I think. <laughs> I mean, well, also, I mean, that's a good final question. Who do you think you're more similar to? summer because <laughs> you're like a jock or like <laughs> i think uh you know just like a couple things have happened to me no one can remember <laughs> so you're bevan <laughs> i you know i've only crossed paths with bevan in real life so i have to say i'm a bevan i'm definitely a summer of the or a brock of those two realistically uh i'm probably whitey i don't know <laughs> <laughs> beloved character Beloved character. Barry Beloved. Corbin, a king. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, is he alive? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I check on him great periodically. Story. 2020 is fine. <laughs> 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 Not until 2020 claims Barry Corbin. That's that's when I'm calling in the towel. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for getting to the bottom of this with me. Absolutely. We will have you back. There are a need. lot of shows that you cover. Lauren, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just be sure to follow us at We Stand Social on Instagram and Twitter. And just like uh, this wonderful pod, if you like us, get us on your queue because we drop on Tuesdays as well. Hell yeah. How Caitlin. Fun. I got to say all the same at We Stand Social. If you didn't hear Lauren say it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And thanks everyone at home. This is Emily Duke with another episode of Melodramatic Teen Universe. You can follow us on social at MTU Podcast. You can follow me at Emily Duke Haha if you're feeling like soups generous with your clicking like finger. I'm nailing it. That was fine. All right. Thank you all for coming. We will see you next time. Yeah.